What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tom Bernard Show with... Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Mike Molina. And we'll be right back. A couple of seconds. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. It's amazing. National Pizza Day goes right with Dino. Yep. And we're going to an Italian restaurant tonight. So There you go. We are indeed. Keeping the theme. Yep. And getting ready for Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day on Wednesday. And Ash Wednesday. Right? Next Wednesday's Ash Wednesday. For all you yep. Catholics. Yep. Last Friday to how eat some meat. Is, how early is, uh, <laughs> is Easter this year? It's on uh, April Fool's. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's April 1st. Yep. Man. That's like the earliest it can possibly be, isn't it? It yeah. must be. It's up there. The first full moon after the 
the vernal equinox, I think. Yeah, something still... like that. And That's the... exactly how it's measured. It's weird. Yeah, it's insane. And the vernal equinox this year is uh, March 20th, so yeah, technically it could be on March 20th. Yeah, Actually, yeah, it could. But that would be... I think it's been earlier than my birthday, which is also oh, yeah. a national holiday. Yes. No, <laughs> Easter can happen in March, absolutely. Absolutely. See, the uh, earliest possible date... Oh, ecclesiastical rules put the equinox on the 21st, so the earliest Easter is the 22nd. Of March? There yes. you go. And um, the latest is... Like April it's 7th. apparently... I thought it swung like a month, almost. Oh, here we go. 1818 it happened, and it won't until 2285, so... <laughs> what? March, March 22nd Easter. Oh, is that right? It but, won't happen again. But um, March 23rd happens much more often. So, huh. so we'll March. probably see another one of those relatively um, 2035. I'm, I'll, I'll still so be there here, you I go. Well, God, listen to Catherine. I'll still be here. Yeah, okay. I don't know about you. Laugh it up, pal. <laughs> Former Apprentice contestant and ex-House, uh, ex-White House staffer Omarosa Manago Newman thanked fans Thursday for tuning in to the season premiere of Celebrity Big Brother. Everybody's watching this. This is the biggest joke in the history of television. I just don't get it. Uh, it's disgusting. I watched a, an episode, and I was like, mm, not for me. But people love it. Uh, apparently, uh, Omarosa, she's been uh, eating, sleeping, laughing, and competing. What she didn't mention in her tweet, dishing about the White House, which is what's getting the most attention for her ominous warnings about a seemingly chaotic administration. Oh, you mean the fact that you couldn't get along with anyone? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Uh, per ABC News, in one clip that's been widely circulated, Newman is seen having a tearful chat with fellow contestant Ross Matthews, who might be the most annoying human being on earth. In which she tells Matthews, I was haunted by tweets every single day, like, what's he going to tweet next? And by the way, they're well, we whispering this. They're not saying it. They're whispering it. I was haunted by tweets every single day. What? Like, was, you know, you're on national television. Why are you whispering? Make it seem more sinister. What was her actual title? I don't know. Did Lame brain. Because I remember, I, I think I saw an interview where she said she didn't even know what her title was. No. So, that's weird. Uh, he's nice to one of his buddies who apparently is not his buddy anymore. Yeah. Um, Omarosa, let's see, Wikipedia page probably knows. She yeah, was the director of communications for the Office of Public Liaison. So, in other words, vice, vice president looking out the window. That's what her title yeah. <laughs> I want that. I want that job. Chief is staring at the window. Oh, yeah, exactly. Chief is staring out the window. That's exactly what her. Did you? Jimmy is in studio. How you doing, Jimmy? Good. I'm sorry. If I, didn't, I didn't mean to kind of blow my cover, but I just I'm chomping at the bit here. That you know, I, I love that CNN can do like a 14 hours a day on a guy's tweet. You know, it's the whole news cycle. It's a guy's tweet. I'm going to, you know, and you, and you guys call yourself a news organization. Right. It's 140 characters. Get over it. And, and you know. I, 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 you know, Trump sending these things out to send the left over the edge. I mean, you know, he's sitting there because that is ought to keep him busy for three days while he gets stuff done because they're too busy talking about his tweets. I think oh, I think he's trying to give Schumer and uh, Pelosi heart attacks is what he's actually trying to do. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly true. I think they're all a bunch of lying scumbags, to tell you the truth. They're all in it for the money, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, they all practice the politics of personal enrichment, you know, for, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, $1,000 is crumbs to people. Are you that out of touch? You know, just because, you you know, just because, you know, you know. 
She's very wealthy, that woman, Nancy Pelosi, and she's crazy. I mean, these are the people we got running our country, people like Anthony Weiner. I mean, the guy, you know, the guy, the guy, he was an actual congressman. The guy was sitting there, you know, holding his kid next to him while he took pictures of himself in the mirror. You know, and this guy makes policy that affects my life, and I wonder, you know, wonder why we're in the problems we are. Exactly. Let me run something by you, because I, I did notice a couple of nights ago all the, all the hunyucks were together, the senators and the, the congressmen, and they were all together, and they were all debating policy and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, why do we allow people in their 80s who are extremely wealthy, like billionaires, because Nancy Pelosi's husband is a billionaire. By the way, she helped, uh, she helped the family enrich itself with a, a deal she set up in Guam, which is pretty fascinating. Nothing hinky there. No, nothing hinky there, of course. And I, I mean, Have you ever seen, like, I went on Google Maps once and looked at Street View of Guam. Mm-hmm. It's not a nice place. No. I wouldn't say it's all that great, but... Uh, I wonder why. I don't know. It's basically like, it's all military, basically. Yeah, I think it it's is, just yeah. too remote to... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So basically on the Celebrity Big Brother. And what are you going to be on Celebrity Big Brother, uh, Jimmy Schubert? I'm not a fan of reality television. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I did I did Last Comic either. Standing two seasons ago and get up there. And it's just it's just awkward, you know? I mean, like, I do enough social media to keep my promote my dates and stuff. But I, just, I think it's intrusive. I think, you know, people just sit there. I mean, does anybody just do anything anymore? Does everything going to be documented so future generations can look back on our digital archives and go, what a bunch of idiots these people were. They took pictures of their food. I mean, there's a great use of technology. I mean, it's just, you know, as everybody relaxes, it's just a phone with a camera in it. You know what I mean? People go to concerts. They watch the whole concert through the screen of the TV, uh, uh, the phone. Why did you even go? Uh, You know, I mean, never before in the history of the world have so many unlived lives been so well documented. You know, so, you know, it's true. It's, it's 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 weird because, you know, people get you know they get these phones. They don't realize there's people on the. I, I think if you wouldn't say, be able to say something to someone's face, then you shouldn't be able to tweet it at them. You know, because that the, the people sitting yep. there in a little cubicle yep. with their keyboard carriage, and it's like you know, it's not that I don't mind that people have opinions, but today they never stop having opinions about everything. In the old days, you'd go to a bar and you let your opinion be known, and someone would either pat, you know smack you in the squat and go, all right, your opinion's been noted and found one thing, you know, and then the <laughs> next time you thought about mouthing off, you'd think twice about it. But now you're just sitting in your cubicle and I've got to say something about this. i got to weigh in on it. i got to really let people know how I feel about this. I'm going, no, you don't. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can't stand it when people are just, they have to talk about everything, even if they have no idea what's going on. They just, like, make up an opinion on the fly and then stick to that. It's like, why can't you just not, you know, talk about this one topic? I just had an interesting experience on Twitter. So I I tweeted out that um, uh, the city was doing some um, an experiment to see if they would like more like bicycle and walkways and all this kind of stuff. And I said, I personally really like um, the concept because I enjoy walking in the shade in the morning. Thank you for the experiment. That's what I said, right? <laughs> this guy tweets, that's right. Catherine Brandt likes to walk in the shade, so all traffic has to be inconvenienced for her. <laughs> I'm like, uh, who is this guy? A. So I look him up. He's got one follower. And, and well, sure. he, he tweeted. He tweeted that there was one follower. So that's two people now that you'd like to walk in the shade. Two people know you'd like to walk I, in the shade now. I'm like, wow. 
I, mean, you, I, I, I didn't know that I was, you know, the sole person that this was designed for. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> like to walk in the shade. Certainly I do because I have no pigment. You know, the only way, I stay, the only way I stay to get a tan is if I get a melanoma and it all grows together. But hey, you look great. Thanks. you got about six weeks to live, you know. I need like an SPF 132, you know, like a where you exactly. squeeze the tube and a long sleeve turtleneck pops out. And then I can venture into the sun. It's, uh, you know, exactly. it's hashtag white people problems. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Actually, I think March 23rd, this March 23rd, just a little over a month from now, I will not have gone on Twitter or Facebook in five years. Yeah. I'm glad that you are not on social media. Oh, me too. I'm really I, glad. I don't to know if I've ever tweeted before. I don't think I have. Well, you, you know, know you have I, a Twitter I had, account. I had an experimental one like 10 years ago, but I don't think I ever used it. Oh, I have to. I, I have to know, do it for the business. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's. I think right, it's. I think right. it's. A, I mean, how do people know that artificial intelligence isn't training us to work for it? I mean, you do everything oh, yeah. in front of that cell phone. You, uh, the thing knows about it. They got algorithms. They they're tracking you. It's all yeah, about collecting information yeah. on you. It's databases. It's <laughs> your pictures have metadata, so they know exactly where they were taken. I mean, you check in everywhere you go. You take pictures of everything you eat. You weigh in. People have full blown psychotic meltdowns on Facebook. I mean, that's something that should be reserved for the inside of a therapist's office. And you're just having this <laughs> meltdown. You know, all right, everybody, can everybody relax? You know, some of these things. Not everybody needs to know all this stuff about you, you know? You know, leave a little yeah. something underneath the Christmas tree for uh, Christmas morning, you know what I mean? Let's not, know, let's not know every single thing that's wrong with you. You get more mood swings than a Count Basie orchestra, and, you know, we're sitting there, and, you know, you know, I don't... It's just—it's too much now, uh, and people just because you have access to it doesn't mean you should be posting twenty-four-seven. People have lost jobs because of tweets. That people have gotten fired. Yeah. People have, you know, yeah. like, I mean, people have been run out of show business on a tweet. You know, they, I mean, you, you got this whole, you know, the the, the, the Louis C.K. thing. I mean, you know, they, they ran that guy out of show business. You know what I mean? And, and apparently, you know, they say that you know he pleasured himself in, in front of a few people. I'm, I'm going, you know, I, you know, the guy just did five thousand seats, sold out at the Beacon. I mean, you can't be expected to come home by yourself with no audience. You know, maybe, just kidding. you know, maybe he just needed a couple of people. Just guys, just need a little audience, all right? Just did a sold-out show. I can't be expected to perform by myself with not an audience. I'm kidding, of course, uh, but I'm just saying. You know, you can't put everybody in the same category. Certainly, what Bill Cosby did and what Harvey Weinstein did and some of these other folks did no. is not what Louis Louis C.K. did. So, you know, there's de- there's degrees. You know. But at least we know, we can find out sometimes on Twitter how crazy people are, like Anthony Weiner. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean, the guy could control himself in front of a mirror with a with a camera phone, it's a, and I don't know why men do that because really, taking pictures of your of your of your private, I mean, it's just going to look like a shaved chicken. You know what I mean? I mean, you you want to do a you want to do a photo shoot with your, with your, with your schmeckle? I, I you know, hire, hire a professional. You know what I mean? I'd get some hair and makeup people in there, and I'd film it like they filmed Tom Cruise. I would shoot up on it so it looks bigger. I mean, if I was going to do it, you know, that's the way I would do it. But they take these pictures of their junk. They send them out into the interwebs. The NSA intercepts them. I mean, they, they have so many dick pics down there. They could decoupage with them. Let's put it that way. And it's enough. You're not, you know, people are intercepting this information. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, leave a little something underneath the wrapping paper for Christmas morning. That's all I'm saying. I don't need to know everything about you. No, he's doing what three years, isn't Anthony Weiner doing like what? He's oh, doing about he? three years, isn't he? I have no idea. Because he was 15, sexting with a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's always a good move. Good major plan. League Creepo. Really good plan. Yeah, no, Major League Creepo. He's married. That. People don't realize what had to happen for his marriage to take place because he's a Jew and Uma Abedin's a Muslim. Do you know what happens to have? I mean, Bill Clinton had to step in and make some arrangements for this marriage to even happen. And then the yeah, guy starts sure. acting like that. You know, we, they moved to heaven and earth so you could marry Uma Aberdeen. And they had, you know, and then this guy's carrying on like that. It's like, gee, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> he did. Apparently. Which, <laughs> one of those deals. <laughs> the other thing I don't understand about, about current uh, technology, why anyone would do anything in a drunken stupor, uh, because you're going to be... They're going to make it a movie out of it. They yeah. got audio, they got video, they got everything. You yeah. look like a total jackass. Well, here's the thing. It's the cell phone itself. It's not. We're not meant to have it. It's alien technology. No. This thing was reverse engineered <laughs> after that spacecraft that crashed in Roswell in 1947. It took us morons 40 years to figure out how to make the microprocessors small enough to fit in the palm of our hand and push millions of pieces of information along these tiny silicone chips that were also reverse engineered after that same space. Aliens use this technology to navigate the galaxy and we get our grubby little primate fingers on it what we do we take pictures of our genitals and send it to each other hey here's my send me yours hey easy senator easy senator you know what i mean, I mean come on everybody just relax right you know relaxing would be good that's a good thing well you know i, I don't understand yeah i i don't either i mean people think it's like you know i'm, I'm using technology i'm facebooking Facebook. <laughs> I'm Facebooking. I'm using my computer. Yeah, I, I just, I just, yeah. I, at some point, we're gonna have a, you know, a, the next big revolution is a spiritual revolution where we're gonna just resist all this stuff and go back and make a human connection with people, make them some eye contact, have a conversation. I mean, you can't even talk to a 14 year old today unless you're dressed like a cell phone. They won't even look at you. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. And uh, we'll take a quick break here. We'll be back just uh, in a couple of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Back. Jimmy Schubert is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight. Tomorrow night, two shows and a show on Sunday at 7 o'clock as well. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you.
So apparently the Olympics were on yesterday? It started yesterday. Oh, well, all right then. Yeah, I haven't paid attention to the Olympics since they cheated the basketball team out of the gold medal in that 1972, so it's been a while. Way to hold a grudge. Yeah. That's great. I say it's 1972. I was 10 years it old. It is 1972. Okay, yeah. they killed Jews, and then they cheated our basketball team out of the gold medal, so yeah. that was enough for I, me with the Olympics. Yeah, and today, they just let those, like, 18 Russian guys in have been accused of doping, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, right. and they go, oh, yeah, they're, they're not playing for, they're, they're just, uh, play, uh, they're Olympic athletes playing underneath the flag. They won't even play the national anthem. The guy, you know, the guys are all doped up, you know, and they're all hopped up. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, all right, fine, it's fine. I think you should just have two, why don't we just have two Olympics? Why don't we have the clean Olympics where nobody's doing nothing, and then you have the drug Olympics where you see how much they can actually do if you let them dope up when nobody makes, and then at the end, the, the clean guys will play the doped up guys, you know what I mean? I think you should have a league like, like a baseball, like a baseball league, like a drug-free baseball league, and then a drug baseball league where you can do whatever you want. Like you know, guys are all hopped up on running around the bases. He won't, you know, he's he's just he's all cracked up on the meth. You know what I mean? He's running around the bases. He didn't have the ball. Other guys out there dropping acid in the middle of the field, but balls are dropping around them. You know, have the drug league and the drug-free league. And just see, you know. You know, you're talking about 1972, and I just I was just talking to some friends about this. Um, 1972, the, the uh, world record bench press, 1972, was 450 pounds, which was a lot of weight to be pushing up from your chest on a bench. 450 pounds in 1972. That was before doping. The world record bench press now is 1,150 pounds. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, God. 1,150 pounds. So basically, even if you weigh 250 it's four and a half times your weight. That's insane. That should not be possible. There's not that much leverage in the world to get up four and a half times your weight. Wow. It's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. and look at the wear, like the wear and tear on the body. I mean, to be able to like to oh, yeah. work your way up to that, you know, on the joints, the pressure on the joints. Oh. Why would you pick up weights? They're heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they I mean? are heavy. No, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> like. You know, I don't even want to move furniture. A little, you know, put bench press eleven hundred pounds. That's that's crazy. It is unbelievable that it happens. You know, I got to tell you something. I by coincidence, because I just thought of you last week. Huh. Said Jimmy Schubert. I got. I can't wait to talk to me. I didn't know you were coming in this week yet. Uh, I had found that out because I thought of you because of a conversation we had a year or two ago. A woman tried to board last week an airplane with her. What's it called? A comfort animal? Yeah, yeah comfort. Uh, it was a peacock, right? Try to get on peacock. One United Gigantic Airlines with a peacock. <laughs> yeah, they're very large. <laughs> yeah, I Listen, mean, Jimmy had to love that. Oh, I love that. And this other lady's complaining that Southwest made her flush her uh, her comfort hamster. They made that. They she had to flush it because they wasn't allowed on the plane. And you know, it's it's just like okay. What did people do before all this happened? And the airlines have nobody really to blame but themselves. I mean, that's because they, right. they're, they're, they're such, I mean, it's like a capitalist, capitalist environment now. They charge for everything. You know, I mean, you know, $75 to board your plane, to bring your animal underneath the plane. So everybody goes, well, I can just go online on eBay. There's like 23,000 listings for like a vest and a badge and some paperwork. And then I can just bring them on and not pay any money. And, you know, people are just bringing the snakes and pigs and, you know, and the next thing you know, it's like a third world country on the airplane. <laughs> you know, it's just going, okay, is everybody happy? As long as everybody's comfortable. Is everybody comfortable? I mean, look, it's stressful Speaking enough. Speaking of third world countries, 
Um, we were just talking about that uh, bench press record. The yeah. Thousand pounds, some odd guy. Yeah. Where is he well, from? Where is he from? Um, in 2013, he was sentenced to 30 months in prison for importing steroids from India. Huh. Well, so, how about that? Yeah. yeah. And they went to the, <laughs> and Why wouldn't they invalidate his records then? If it's like, he's definitely was using. We know that for sure now. So invalidate his records. Well, you know, uh, nope, I mean, he was in prison, gonna. bro. There's not a, lot, a whole lot to do in prison, you know. <laughs> no, that was after his uh, lifting career. Oh, that was after his lifting career. Well, you know, he got... Well, we'll see. Let's look at. Let's check up on him now. Let's see what he's doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's yeah be- barely he, able to walk. I'm sure he's beating guys up with a stick on C block. You know, he's <laughs> trying to defend himself. <laughs> I tell you, what is he doing? Being around all these people my whole life that lifted weights because I was a I was a power lifter back in my youth. Right. Uh, and I see the guys now who did juice because I never did. Right. I, I see them now, and their heads are shaking back and forth like they have Parkinson's disease. Yeah, taking their that many steroids shake. is just bad for you. Yeah, they're in terror. Jesse Ventura is one of them. When you sit down with him, he sits in his chair and shakes. It's the saddest thing you've ever seen. And he's like hanging out with Charlie Callas. Put foot, foot. I did the thing with the guy. <laughs> There's a reference. There you go. He just. just. Chickens, chickens, chickens. Okay, good good seeing you again there. All right, take it easy. You know, Charlie Callis. See, the guy's over there shaking like a dog trying to get rid of a peach seed. You know what I yeah, I, I, all that stuff, that stuff can't be good for you, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in shape no. and taking care of yourself, but, you know, in moderation a little bit, you know. Not a bad plan. Not a bad plan. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would do steroids, but that was, uh, yeah, that, that all began pretty much in the early 70s and really, really got big in the late 70s, early 80s, and continues on to this day in, in certain, uh, not so much any longer in baseball. Football, give me a break. They're all, every one of them is juiced. Oh, you can't, cares. you can't play football unless you are. I mean, it's just because, exactly. you know, it's every Sunday. It's like being in 52 car accidents, the size of the athletes, the speed yeah. of the athletes today. I mean, you know, you, you, you know, you get a couple of concussions. I mean, you look at Junior Seau and some of these guys, and, and that's why, like, professional football is kind of on its, on its last legs for a couple of reasons. But, you know, people don't want their kid, like, you know, you go up, you, you you got concussions when you're playing in Pop Warner ball up through high school, up through college and the pros. By the time you're in the pros, you probably had about 15 or 20 concussions. And what good is it if you're making $20 million if you're sitting, you know, in a room in the darkness and you can't leave because you're, you know, because you got some serious brain trauma? It's, you know. Yep. No, it's amazing that people will do that to themselves. I got, I got to believe that you know. Okay, you're you're 25 years old and you do this. You start juicing. You're doing and you're pounding the weights like there's no tomorrow, and then all of a sudden you turn 45 and you go, "What the hell did I do?" I would think I would think you'd look back and go, "Why did I ever do that?" Because they don't live long lives. They just don't. Well, a lot of, a lot of the professional, a lot of wrestlers too, as well. You know, have these uh, yeah. have oh, yeah. have have uh, you know they're taking like you know four or five or six Viking in a day just to make it through the day, and then they're going to go in and you know you do flying off the top rope comes with a you know a pretty heavy paycheck. A lot of these guys die early, and a lot of the NFL guys die early too. It's just a lot of abuse to put your body through. And you oh, know, yeah, and, and fighting these, and is it, scripted, but and some of these guys would you still can't do script. Yeah, some of these guys would still do yeah. it, knowing the consequences. They don't care. They just, they, you know, they, yeah, it's money. Right? Yeah, it's money, but it's also, you know, they just love playing the game. So, you know, 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. losing basically all functionality by the time you're 50, no thanks. No matter how fun the game is, that's uh, not a, not worth it. Comedy's like that as well, you know. <laughs> Take a lot, of, kind of a lot of beatings standing up there telling jokes, especially nowadays. Everybody's so sensitive, you know. What I mean? and people can't even come come to a comedy club now. You, you can get a callus on your feelings because he said something nice. I'm not so sure I feel comfortable with him talking about it. So I would just wish he wouldn't say anything at all about it. It's, it's so funny. Like people, like they they can't control how they feel about something, so they don't want you to ever mention it. Like I'm sorry, you can't control your emotions, but the, you know the you know the whole world now is being expurgated by these political correctness police, and you know mm. you know everybody's being shamed oh. on social media, and everything's it's right. just uh, everybody's insensitive. It's just insensitive. Oh, there's a, right now. There's a it's all over Facebook. There's some some place I don't know where it was. Um, a church took some people out to dinner. I think it was at an Outback Steakhouse. Uh-huh. And the bill came to $750. Wow. And uh, supposedly, I don't even know if this is true, um, the waitress was not tipped. So she This happens all the time so and she, it's always fake. So she outed them on social media yep. and the church supposedly again called up Outback Steakhouse and got her fired. Yeah, this so no, now it's everybody is on social media freaking out about how we should boycott oh, a Mac Steakhouse. And here's the thing, and the story probably isn't even true. And all these people have this guttural reaction. Could we just wait mm-hmm. and see what the facts are in the case, please, before everybody jumps to conclusions and tries to, you know, eh, you know just uh, yeah. And would so, there be you, one waitress for twenty to twenty-five? People? And maybe she she gave There's bad no. service. The, maybe she gave bad service. The main thing is yeah. restaurants have a <laughs> Guaranteed eighteen to twenty percent gratuity on parties that are bigger right. than eight. That's so exactly right. Automatic gratuity anyway. There when it's a company go. expense item, there you have it. You don't it. want a, a, an extra section that says tips. We'd they like to introduce the... Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the fact that there's always a fifteen or twenty percent tip that might know. put on a party of law. That's right. There was that <laughs> happened last night at the club. There was That's a group right. of people, right. and they Eight got up, and they got upset about it. They said, "Wait a minute, why? Because you had you had twelve people in your party. We put the tip right on there." Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're throwing nickels around like manhole covers, all right? Everyone's over here working on Well, and I'm sorry. Tips are optional, right? Yeah. I mean, they're optional. They are. You don't have to do it. I mean, when you go into a restaurant, it doesn't matter what restaurant. If you don't want to give a tip, you really don't have to. That's right. And you can just just pretend a bunch of Canadians waited on you. You just waited on a bunch of Canadians because they don't tip. (laughs) Australians don't tip. People from England don't tip. Nobody tips. That's Nobody true. else in America. Only people in America tip. It's like a thing. But people, when you wait on foreigners, they don't tip. It's like, yeah, no big deal. It's part of the app. Oh, this is interesting. What do you got? I just looked something up. The headline reads, Restaurant fires waitress for leaving herself a tip. What? Oh. She put a little spin on that story, huh? Is it the same story? Ah, uh, for leaving yourself. It's kind of a coincidence if it isn't. Yeah, it's like that scene from a Pope of Greenwich Village she where got, she got fired because she did. I had you figure for a sawbuck, Chalutes. Paulie, would you get me fired, Paulie? <laughs> Paulie, would you? What are you still nuts, Paulie? I had you figure for a sawbuck, Chalutes. I was going to take care of it. Now we're both fired, Charlie. What do you worry about your suit for? You don't have no job to wear it to. The Pope of Greenwich Village. <laughs> That's <laughs> but he tipped himself. He, she apparently, the, the truth comes out. Now the monkey's coming out of the sleeve. She got fired for taking an extra tip. Yeah. Unbelievable. So here's the deal. 
We are getting close to reaching peak restaurant tipping ridiculousness in America. An Outback Steakhouse waitress was fired after writing in her own tip on a customer's $81.08 tab. Okay, not great. But the customer had left her zero tip, according to Devlin Neely of uh, Eyewitness News 4 in New Mexico. That is obviously also not great. The Emily Post Institute says you should always leave a tip, even if your service stinks. How much did the waitress, 19-year-old Sophia uh, Sophia Compton, leave for herself? $8.92. $8.92. When wow. the customer, whom Neely did not identify by name, informed the restaurant what happened, Outback fired Compton. Wow. So there, she was all, she's also been charged with credit card fraud. Well, yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't yeah. And, and they're, also the bringing her, they're also charging her with aggravated ugliness and carrying a concealed lunch <laughs> and attempting to go to work. <laughs> so this girl's looking at some pretty serious charges. And she had a peanut butter yeah. sandwich inside her bag, which is uh, attempted murder because some people in the restaurant may have a peanut allergy. Now, I've, so it's an A and B with a P, B, and J also she's getting charged with. Now, I've, <laughs> yes, I've, yes. I've had that happen to me in a, in a bar restaurant in St. Paul. But the Somebody thing was, put their own tip on there? Yeah, but really? the thing was, I always leave tip in cash. I don't Because right. I, I don't want the... Try to figure out the extra and all that. I just yeah. I just leave cash. Yeah, and there's some places I'm not tipping. Like if I go into Starbucks, I'm I'm not you just gave me a cup of coffee. You know, if I like you know, it's when you gotta wait on yourself. A yeah. Seven dollar cup of coffee. Yeah, a seven dollar cup of coffee. I mean, <laughs> you know, and then you're sitting there and there's a there's a lady sitting there, I'm trying to read my paper, eat my scone and drink my coffee, and the lady's got a dog and a sweater licking himself. I mean that's just obnoxious. I'm trying to have breakfast. First off, anything that can wear a sweater shouldn't be licking himself. anything that can lick himself should be wearing a sweater. That's could we agree on that at least? <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, but yeah, they, <clears throat> the the waitress or waiter wrote in the tip, their own tip. Well, hey. and and I called the restaurant and said, "Hey, I left them cash. Will you take that off?" Yeah, and they didn't respond to me. Yeah. Hmm. Really? Yeah. That is yeah. Cool. Well, that's why you, you see you got to be careful today. That's why you got to shred all this stuff before you throw it in the trash. Well, I that's just why I mean, we can't. Have, that's why we can't have anything nice. No. What I do now <laughs> is, is is write zero in the. Tip area with giant uh, zero with a big slash, slash going through it, it, so they can't use it. it, and then put left cash down at the bottom yep. or something, so they can't. There you go. So they can't Jeez. do that to you. One more precaution you have to take. Yeah, just write cash anxiety. where it says tip. Yep. Just write cash real big. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there you go. That's good. We'll take a break. Be right back. More with Jimmy Schubert. He is at Rick Ron's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, two shows and a 7 o'clock show on Sunday. Right back, Tom Bernard. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. 
That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. You're a rich girl, and you're gone too far, because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far. Cause you know it don't matter anyway. I like that. Listen to Jimmy Schubert sing along with Hall and Oates. That works for me. That's all I know. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Jimmy Schubert, our special guest in the studio. Tonight. Two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. A show on Sunday night as well. Rick Bronson's House Comedy. We've been basically trashing all of not only American society, but world society. <laughs> well, you know, we just brought, just brought it up. He was talking about his friends over in South Korea covering the Olympics, and he saw the steak, right. and he goes in there, and, and he said, yeah, they had it, but he had to cook it himself. Yeah. It was what? Yeah, yeah. At, a, at a Korean barbecue joint, the thing is, you got to cook your own meat. Yeah, it was, it's Chip Scoggins from... Uh, uh, Star Tribune, he's over there covering it, and he said he was tired. Why do you? He said he was tired of the uh, chicken chicken fingers fingers and fries that they were feeding the media, so he said he ventured out to get something else, and he saw a steak on a photo in the window, and he's like, oh, let me go there, and he finds out he's got to cook it himself. Yeah. Who who do you yelp about that? The guy cooking the meat was fantastic. (laughs) Everybody else was a When you go into a fondue restaurant, you gotta expect. And you know, I always, yeah, you go to a fondue restaurant. I'm all, I always, every third day, I find myself in a fondue restaurant. Fondue. Hey, hey, fondue. Fondue yourself. You know what I'm saying? I gotta make my own dessert. I'm gonna make my own dessert. I was telling Jimmy that the one good use. One of the probably two good uses for social media outside of fundraising for the right cause is following mm-hmm. sports live. That's mm-hmm. the only other good use. Yeah, because I, I don't like that. I don't like that, that everybody's a food critic now. You know, I, I was, I was uh, checking out Yelp. I just checked it out one time, and this lady has gone. She went to this breakfast slash bakery joint in my neighborhood, and I was curious about it, so I just jumped on there. And this woman had gone on there and wrote sixteen paragraphs. Because she had a dry blueberry muffin. (laughs) Who has that kind of time? It was a blueberry muffin, lady. Get over yourself. I mean, I was a little disappointed with breakfast. You're going to, I started reading this review. It was like a review within a review. I'm going, hey, Marcel Proust, are we still talking about muffins here? We in the fifth chapter, Remembrance of All Things Past. Because one of these muffins starts talking about itself in the first person. I'm out of here. 
I mean, it's just breakfast. I like people like it's a sandwich. I mean, people think they they hold people hostage now. I'm going to give you a bad Yelp review. Oh, by all means, you know, you used to need a culinary degree to review a restaurant. Now all you need are fingers, and you go after your local sandwich (laughs) franchise like a tilde hum with a keyboard because the guy forgot your side of pickle. His dream was to run a sandwich franchise, and he was having a bad day. He forgot your side of pickles, so you go in and destroy his dream. Guy's in there working 90 hours a week making subs, and you just destroy his, his childhood dream of running a sub shop because, you know. Everybody, can, can we that's just, what we do. Could we try to be human beings? Could we just, you know? Well, that's just like they were uh, yesterday in social media. They were hammering this one guy who wrote a so-called negative review review about the movie uh, Black Panther and his mm. o- and his only negative thing was that Black Panther didn't beat up enough bad guys and that was it and they they so what did they say there's about a, this guy? There's and a weird media blitz that's like, it's gotten 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the third best rated movie of all time. Wow. wow that's so, great. Well, it did it did yesterday. Let's see how it's doing now. But yeah, they, they attacked this guy because they called that a negative review. And all he said was Black Panther didn't beat up enough guys for him in the movie. That's all he said. Well, you know, I mean, it's like, well, people are so sensitive anymore, you know. That's crazy. That's true. Nope, it's down to a 98% now. Oh, no, it's no, no, 98%. Well, then I'm not going to go see it. If it was 100%, I would have <laughs> saw it, but now it's 98. I mean, does yeah, anybody... We'll does anybody? I don't, yeah, who goes to Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, I, you know, you hear all the good movies, you know, you go see... You know what the movies are? Like, I went and saw that Three Billboards in Ebing, Mississippi, or whatever that was. It was great right, right up until right. the end. I'm going, what are you talking about? That's the end of the movie? I know. You know? <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, it, it, I'm right there with you. It's like you're not going to end this movie driving in the car, are you? Yeah, I guess the but guy couldn't yeah. write, write another three pages to end it properly, and they just they just <laughs> drive off in the car. <laughs> but what was it? What happened? There's so many open questions. <laughs> I, I did. I did love the. Uh, I did love the uh, um, Winston Churchill flick with. Uh, Oh, yeah, Darkest, Darkest Hour. Hour. Darkest Hour was, was terrific. I just loved his performance. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, like a mm-hmm. kind of great performance. And the, and the movie was okay, but you don't realize all that stuff that, you know, Winston Churchill was the guy who probably saved the world during that time period just because it was, uh, you can't negotiate with a tiger while your head is in its mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will tell you something. I do, and I'm very serious about this. If I'm driving and anybody honks at me, I just roll my window down and go, we shall never surrender. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it when he did that. You know, I never I like that. Ooh, I'm going to do that to that homeless guy that always tries to talk to me. (laughs) Yeah, you just got the the top movies of all time. Uh, Number one, Wizard of Oz. Number two, Citizen Kane. Number three, The Third Man. I don't even know what that is, but yeah, that's it. That's a uh, number four Orson Welles movie. Number four, Get Out. Number five, Call Me By Your Name. Number six, Mad Max Fury Road. Of all time. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, movie reviews are... Uh, yeah, no on the waterfront. You wouldn't want to throw right. that in there. Nope. No, Call terrible. Me By Your Name and Get Out. Fourth and fifth best movies of all time. Oh, God. Well, right now, everything's lost. about a political statement. Yeah. And if, it's not a, if it doesn't have a political statement, then you can forget right. it. Oh, people in ten years are going to look back at things like this, like people just pretending to like movies just because they're political. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's going to be like the defining stupid thing about this era. Well, they, you might be right. They released it. During Black History Month, 
which was the ultimate and uh, well, and yeah. moves to get everybody yeah. whipped up and fired up and whatnot. So it's all advertising ploys. Yeah, people can't is. figure I, it I, out. Okay, so we're not long enough, so I can ask because I haven't seen the movie. But isn't it about culling body parts from black guys? Isn't that pretty much what the whole movie's about? I have no idea. I I what movie's that? that? I think so, yes. Black Panther. Uh, get, get out. out. Citizen oh, Kane. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane, yeah. No, that's not right. Get out. I think... I, think I never saw about, that. Like, I didn't either. It's about... I think they, like, body swap with them or something. What? They're, like, they're old, and then... So instead of uh, dying of old age, they put their brains in the black guy's bodies or something. Why they are they picking on black people? Because, well... <laughs> Because money, but the uh, hand wave in the movie is that, that that's like the fashionable choice right now, ah. which is kind of true. And, oh, I see what you're saying. And was isn't, isn't it supposed to be a comedy? Yeah, uh, they say it's it's I like it was a horror movie. Kind yeah, of. depending on who you ask, it can be anything from straight horror to straight comedy. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Adam, there there are a lot of good movies out there now. There, that's one thing I will say, Catherine. What do we watch? Uh, I I agree with you. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri was a wonderful movie until the very last scene when I went, this movie's not going to end here, is it? <laughs> and it did. I, Tanya, was pretty good. I thought, oh, I, phenomenal. That was yeah, so I thought, good. I, I actually felt bad for that, that girl after that. I mean, it's like she really didn't have much of a, a choice or a chance. It was like, you know, just kind of, you know, just surrounded herself with dumb people. I don't, you know, it was just, she you sure felt did. bad for her. You know, took a few punches. God, so did, many punches. Was there anybody oh in the movie that didn't punch her? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, and, and, and her coach, her skating coach, and her and, and the, the, the <laughs> her mom. Wow. So, so you, uh, you are you guys talking about real punches or just no real punches? Yeah, yeah. She, oh, she, she, had a, she had a turbulent, she had a turbulent, uh, you know. So I mean, you know, you know. So did this ex-husband of hers beat on her? Too? Yeah, you know the funny thing yes. is, she did. A, she did a triple axle, like the three and a half turns on the on the thing, and they were getting ready to do this movie. They go, "Oh, we'll just hire a stunt person." They go, "You don't know. You don't understand. Nobody else." ever has been able to complete that move that Tanya Harden did. She was right. a great skater. I mean, right. you know, she, but they just gave her a hard time because they thought she was, uh, you know, she grew up in a white trash penal colony and, you know, she, right. you yeah. know, and they didn't, right. you know, so. That was a wonderful movie. I agree with you. I, th- I thought that Allison Janney was incredible. She did. That was great. And there's a performance by, uh, called Stronger about the, the kid from the, the Boston bombing played by, um, uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, which I thought was pretty good too. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I have not seen that. But yeah, there's some decent movies out right now, and then there's others that uh, maybe not the greatest. But you know, I uh, movies are a different business now because it. Well, do you think? Uh, actually, Jimmy, I should ask you this question. Yeah. I this whole thing with Weinstein and with this and with that and all the rest of it. That I have to believe is going to have a huge effect on what kind of movies. And as I say that, by the way, it pops up on my literally as I was saying that it pops up on my screen. Collateral damage. McGowan's ex-manager kills himself. What is that all about? Well, you know, I Rose mean, McGowan. we're not talking about people that are that stable anyway. They're in show business, you know. No. Let's not kid each other. No, and that's then, true. and then you, you know, you have all these people that enabled uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, you know, because they get out there, and it's just, it's just, a, it's kind of like, you know, it's, a, it's a kind of a, I mean, 
after they start getting all these guys like you know Kevin Spacey and you know Bill Cosby and some of these guys that were like super extra creepy it's like you know it must be nice to be a young woman to going after your dream in Hollywood without having to worry about some lecherous creep make you you do something right. so your dream right. can come true and it, and it happens in Los Angeles it's not just an old white guy thing women have done it I mean you know there's the 45 cases of uh, white women teachers who mm-hmm. molested 13 and 14 and 50 year old boys it's people in power that uh, neglect yeah, and abuse that power, power. That's all it is. and, and and don't yeah. know how to handle it. I mean, you know, and I love that everybody thinks, oh, well, it's like a three-hour human resources course. And, you know, like, look, if you don't know how to treat uh, people of the opposite gender by the time you're 45, you're not going to learn how to do it in three hours in an age. Human resources seminar. I'm going, boy, am I ready. You, you mean you couldn't come out and smack her in the ass? <laughs> boy, am mm-hmm. I embarrassed. Good thing I took that course. I didn't of, know. You know. A lot of very naive people think that the only reason anyone does that kind of thing is because they legitimately don't know that it's wrong to do. Uh-huh. Like, people are out there, you know, like, on the streets raping people in alleys because they didn't know they're not supposed to. Well, it's no excuse, it's, but I mean... It's, it's the look, most it, naive thinking in yeah. the world. Well, if it's happening in it's Hollywood... Like these, these are just bad people. Yeah, and it's happening in Hollywood because where it's most visual, but I mean, it's happening... I mean, you know, it's happening down at the uh, car dealership, you know, it's happening over here, and it's oh, just yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, people just out there to make, you know, make a living. I mean, you just try to, you know, you know, try not to be a creep. Try to treat people the way you expect to be treated. I mean, that's the problem with all this, you know, influx of all these, uh, you know, you're being barraged every day with, you know, you got to be on your cell phone and you get information and it's just coming at you. I mean, you know, we're, we're drowned in, you know, in, in information and starving for knowledge and people, you know, it's just the thing's kind of policing itself or I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of weird. It's it just, it's too much. It's like overload and people don't know how to handle it and act the way they act. I mean, you, you don't treat people like that. I don't know what I was trying to say. No, Jimmy, I, got, I, got off on my, I got off on a tangent here. No, I know exactly what you're saying, Jimmy. You grew up in, in Philadelphia, and so I have to ask you a question, because in my life, they, they talk about this whole men abusing women is a, is a power thing. When I grew up, and I was raised by, by women, my mother and my two sisters, and, you know, that, so I was raised by women. Yeah. But I was always taught that a powerful man defends people. They don't prey on them. Real power is defending people who are being preyed upon. I agree with you. Who preys on them? And that's my problem. And that's my problem with the current feminist movement. I mean, they discount generations and generations of men who broke their spirits and their bodies for providing an income and housing and food for children for hundreds of years. And that's most men. That's not. You're talking about. You're talking about a small faction of the entire group. It's you know so. To discount right. that is is certainly ridiculous, and you're right. That's what a strong man does. That's what you know. I grew up with, you know, like you said. I was I have five brothers, and my dad was a Philadelphia police officer, and my mom was surrounded right. by you know this. Big, I mean, my you're right. Who raises men? Women raise men. So you treat men yep. how to interact. With, 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 I mean, that should be priority number one. You know what I mean? It's, 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 no, that's exactly it. You know what I mean? And I, mm. that's a hundred percent true. You can, by the way, you can tell. That your father was a cop, I mean, and that's a compliment, by the way. I mean, that is a complete compliment because you just kind of—that's the way you handle yourself. That's the way cops handle themselves. I, I like that. You know, you just say what you want to say. You observe. Uh, that's what cops do. Cops observe. I mean, you, you picked a lot of stuff up from, from your dad, I bet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, plus, you know, you could get, get up to get morning, come down for breakfast when you're eight. You see all the crime scene photos on the dining room table. You real bad when <laughs> human beings are capable of. You go, holy smokes. And, you know, you know, and then your dad tells you, that, you know, dad, tell us a good night story. All right, kids, let me tell you the story about the headless pimp. 
Anyway, <laughs> but they found later on they found his body down in the dump. They matched the head up with the body. Anyway, that's the story of the headless drug dealer they found outside the whose head was in a box. Anyway, you kids sleep well. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorites, Jimmy Schubert at Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. A Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. Jimmy, always a great pleasure, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs>